it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just make a sweetheart plea deal with the feds. No, ma'am, Hunter Biden did. That's not right. That's what a lot of legal analysts are chiming in with at the moment. A uh, guy was hit with a charge of a gun violation, a tax fraud investigation as well. Uh, but Hunter getting off with a slap on the wrist, which is, of course, a big no-no because if anybody who knows Hunter and is following the laptop saga will tell you he likes to get slapped other places on the body. Hunter's a dirtbag. We will discuss that dirtbaggery uh, on a busy day of Fox Across America. Uh, Fox News legal analyst, outnumbered co-host Emily Campagno going to be in the house. We're also going to talk to comedian Rob Schneider, Deuce Bigelow, the man whore himself. Going to bring his movie star ass into the studio, discuss his new stand-up special, Woke Up in America. And Brian Brenberg weighing in on Joe Biden's plan to fight homelessness and drug use in California by spending more money on climate change. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. It really is. 888-788-9910 is the phone number. Whether you agree with Red Fox in that clip or you do not, Fox Across America, of course, an audio safe space for cool people where you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Busy day for your radio buddy. Started out on Fox and Friends this morning. If you missed the hit, it is on the Fox Across America website. I was on with the great Ainsley Earhart. Uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, I was on with Stuart Varney. He's faking that British accent, by the way. Guy's from Piscataway, New Jersey. Don't make him lie to you. Don't let him lie to you. But I was on Fox Business with Stuart Varney. Tonight, you will see me on the Ingram Angle with Laura Ingram, who loves having me on. What a fraud. Whatever. I'll be there one way or the other. It's going to be a banger, so check it out. But right now, of course, I am here with you, and I am discussing this Hunter Biden plea deal, which I got to be honest with you, okay, That deal would not have been given to you or me. Hunter Biden got the plea deal for the same reason he got the money in the first place, because he was Joe Biden's son. Bingo. And that's where I think a lot of legal analysts are going to go from, you know, the first gear of, well, you know, this definitely seems to be a different standard of justice than you and I would, you know, get applied to us if, in fact, we lied on a gun form, that is a felony violation, which traditionally would constitute about a 10-year prison sentence. You know, Hunter's not going to get any of that right out of the gate. He should be behind bars! He's going to plead down to a misdemeanor in both cases, and he's going to walk away scot-free. And it'll allow the feds to say, well, don't come at us with a two-tier justice system. We charged Hunter Biden just like we're charging Donald Trump. Wrong. And they really didn't. Okay, understand that this investigation into Hunter Biden is a five-year investigation. Okay, for tax evasion. Tax evasion is the kind of investigation they wrap up in a half hour if they want to. Okay, if they got the goods on you. This thing was ultimately slow-rolled. And it's been rolled out now to give the Democrats ammunition to say, yeah, they looked into the Hunter thing. 
It's over. There's nothing there. Forget about it. Look at the feds charged him. He's not even doing any jail time. The Republicans said all this stuff, but what did they got? They got nothing. Okay, and that's the angle here by the Biden Justice Department. That being said, Republicans like Chuck Grassley and James Comer are still looking into the Bidens. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Well, we'll see what they find, but the fact remains they're not laying off just because the feds tried to give the Bidens a freebie. Come on, man. That's the reality. So let me give you some updates on this. Because if you're a Democrat, you know, and you just root for Democrats to win elections, I know that what politics have become for a lot of people in this country. Okay, it's just, ah, well, if it's good for the Democrats, it's good for me. You know, if it pisses off the Republicans, then I like it. You know, and a lot of Republicans think that way, too. And that's why, you know, our politics have become so petty and childish and self-destructive is we're rooting for parties harder than we're rooting for the country. But in this instance, if the whole point of America is equal justice for all, anybody who applauds what happened to Hunter Biden today is applauding an unequal application of justice. Okay, that's reality. Okay, I've got a caller I'll get to that can tell you all about it. But right now, let me give you the particulars on this right now. Okay, so Hunter's going to plead guilty to two counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax. Okay, great. So here's my next question. He, He failed to pay federal income tax on millions of dollars. Where did the money come from? I think he's got a point. I mean, really? So everybody telling you now, you know. Pled guilty to federal income tax. Well, we want to know how he makes his income. Did they tell us how he makes his income? The answer would be no. No. The only thing we know about Hunter's income is that it's coming from foreign entities, many of whom were negotiating with our government while his father was the vice president. Ultimately, the cash was distributed through 15 shell accounts and made it into the children's bank accounts. Does that sound like a legitimate business entity by the Biden family? No, it doesn't. Okay, so you understand. He's been under investigation since 2018. The Obama Treasury Department had filed over 150 suspicious activity reports about Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings. You understand? Okay, so we knew this was a thing. According to the charges, U.S. Attorney for the District of Delaware, David Weiss, said that Hunter received taxable income in excess of $1.5 million in the calendar years of 2017 and 2018. And despite owing in excess of 100000 in federal income taxes each year, he did not pay the income tax due for either year. So they're saying this is basically a guy that, you know, owes a couple hundred thousand dollars, go back to bed, nothing to see here, America. But the problem is this is a guy who ultimately was pulling tens of millions of dollars out of places like Moscow and China and, yes, Ukraine, where he was on the payroll at Burisma, okay, making over $800,000 a month while his father was the sitting vice president of the country they were trying to negotiate a power deal with. Are you the big man, Joe? Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partner said yes. So you understand what's going on here. So if you're a Democrat, okay, you're like, well, this is a win. We put the Hunter Biden thing to bed. And the Republicans can yell and scream, but where did it go? It went nowhere. Yeah, you think it's good for you, except the law, justice, is not being evenly applied. Okay, Steve is on the line in Pensacola. I wanted to get to him right away because he can speak to exactly what happened. Steve-O! What's going on, Jimmy? My man. Now, let me uh, ask you this. Uh, if, if, you, if a guy like you gets uh, 
busted for what Hunter gets busted for. Do you get a sweet press release out of the White House and they put the story to bed? Is that how it works? No, sir. After 27 years of service to the Army, my country as a county commissioner, I was charged with U.S. Code 18922G3, just like yourself. And I received, after all those years of service, not even a speeding ticket, the judge told my little sister, take his belt and take his wallet. And 15 minutes after, 15 months in federal prison is what I got for smoke, not even, not, uh, not, just admitting that I smoked a marijuana cigarette a day um, the weekend before mm-hmm. and tested positive for it after I told them had legal permitted firearms in my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's extenuating circumstances, of course, with this whole thing. I was a county commissioner in Mobile, Alabama. My life has been on three national TV shows about it, yep. but I was exonerated. But the federal government came back and they stuck me with this 18. 922 G3, just like Hunter, mm-hmm. I went to federal prison after 27 years of service to my country and community, and there wasn't a question to be asked. Wow. And you got, and you, in 15 months, you're saying? 15 months, I went to federal prison. Now, I did spend my time with Lord Conrad Black, the mm-hmm. infamous Conrad Black, okay. and he wrote extensively about my case and about the gun charge, mm-hmm. as well as Quinn Hillier, who's a very, you know, National Review and mm-hmm. Washington Times. He wrote about this, and, you know, it gets back to the whole Trump thing, Jimmy. Yep. It's just people, once they get their claws into you, they will throw anything they can at you. Mm-hmm. But the deal is, just like with President Trump, they want it to stick with Hunter Biden He's going to walk away with probation. Yep. Probation. And I don't want to say I didn't deserve it. I'm not taking, I take responsibility for my actions. I'm the one that smoked the joint. Mm -hmm. But Lord, did I ever think in a million years that I would be faced with 15 months in prison after 27 years of service to my country yeah, that's and not crazy. even a speeding ticket. No, that's, that's insane. And again, that's a, that's a two tier justice system. But, you know, Hunter got the sentence that he did for the same reason he got the money that he did. It was all a scam. Uh, Steve, thanks for giving some insight to the conversation here. I don't mean to get all serious with you, but you raised the bar today intellectually. Thank you, brother. I love you. Oh, I love you more. We'll do it again soon. There he goes. So what Steve is saying is that Hunter got off easy. But enough about the videos on the laptop. Oh, there it is. Get out, everybody. Come on. All right. You got to laugh. It's a coping mechanism. This is a scam. Steve's a guy who served the country for 27 years. He lied on a, on a gun form. They asked if you ever smoked marijuana. He said no. Turned out he had. Okay, it happens. I get it, Steve-O. Okay, but the guy got hit with 15 months in prison. Hunter Biden is going to walk free today. This is ridiculous. Here's Jonathan Turley. He was on the channel a little earlier in the day looking fine. And uh, he had this to say, uh, clip 42. This plea deal does have all the uh, makings of a, an avoidance of any jail time. But more importantly, it was an evasion of the more serious allegations facing Hunter Biden and the Biden family. So it is historic in the sense that the president's son is going to plead guilty to criminal acts. It is going to be uh, very controversial for critics. I think for many, this is going to look like you ticketed the getaway driver after a bank robbery. You know, many people view the influence peddling 
allegation mm-hmm. as being a very serious form of corruption with potential crime. And he's going to plead guilty to relatively minor tax and gun charges. I mean, really think about that. Influence peddling. His dad was the sitting vice president of the United States of America. And what this guy's about to plead guilty to is anything but the big stuff. And this is an effort by the DOJ to put it to bed. Imagine OJ had a family, a friendly prosecutor. And they were like, well, you know, he did double park outside Nicole's apartment when he killed her. So we'll charge him with double parking and we'll give him a plea deal and put it to bed. As it turns out, OJ didn't need a plea deal. <laughs> he had a you know, pretty stone jury or something. I don't know what was going on there. But despite that preponderance of DNA evidence, he got away with it. OK, Hunter Biden, obviously not accused of killing anybody other than the credibility of the United States president, his father, Joe Biden, who did famously say as recently as a month ago, Hunter did nothing wrong. Well, I got to be honest with you. If the guy did nothing wrong, why on earth is he taking a plea deal? You might ask yourself. Here it is, clip 40. Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. How will that impact your presidency? First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. You are so full of shit. He knows what his son did wrong. Listen, if your son's getting money while you're the sitting vice president and moving it through your entire family, including your grandkids, okay, you know something's going on that's not right. Correct the mundo. You know that, okay? But getting past that for a second, because, you know, Joe Biden lying is not exactly groundbreaking here. Uh, Joe Biden completing a sentence, as he did right there. <laughs> that's significant. You know the old, if you see something, say something? He did just put proper punctuation on a sentence. I feel like I should be calling in the authorities. Hey, I saw something a little off. But understand, when he says his son did nothing wrong, we know his son did plenty of things wrong. He knows his son did plenty of things wrong. But what you're getting here, and this is what the bigger picture happens to be, Yes, there's a two-tier justice system, and that guys like Steve would do two years in prison or a year and a half in prison for something like this, whereas Hunter would walk away scot-free. But the bigger issue is if, in fact, he's making the kind of money they allege that he made in this plea deal, that means he was, in fact, doing the business overseas that we were told didn't happen. In the Hunter Biden laptop story, it was killed. That story was denied. Okay, the American voters were not allowed to discuss that story. It could not be entered into the court of public opinion in the run up to the 2020 election because we were told it was Russian disinformation. It was disinformation to say that Hunter was making that money overseas. Okay, now we know, okay, he was making that money overseas. But remember, at the time you couldn't discuss it because disinformation that he was making the money overseas meant it was disinformation that his father was getting a kickback on the money he was making overseas. You understand if the money overseas is now real, as the plea deal asserts, it means he was lying about whether or not he was making it in the first place. And if he was lying it about whether or not he was making it in the first place, it means he was absolutely positively lying about whether or not he was giving it to his dad. So if we're living in a real country with a real justice system that has a real interest in pursuing equal justice under the law, this should not be the end of the Hunter Biden saga. It should very damn well be just the beginning. Okay, but the feds and the DOJ are going to try to put this thing to bed. Okay, but we'll keep talking about it. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Who cares? Okay, the reality is 
Guys like Chuck Grassley, guys like James Comer, they deserve your support now more than ever. Okay, because what we're finding out here is, you know, they told us this was the big nothing burger. It was the big vegan low emission nothing burger. But it turns out there was a little smoke. And if you learned anything about the laptop where there's smoke, uh, Hunter's usually got the pipe lit up again. But the point is the point. This is a scam, and we're not going to let it go to bed. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. A lot of people questioning the timing of this Hunter Biden plea deal. Michael is one of them. He's down in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yo, Michael. Hey, Jimmy. Holy cow. Playing the great red fox. That was so great to hear his voice. What a treat. <laughs> what a treat. But right now it is, it's not Sanford and son. We've got Biden and son, which is. Uh, I know. I, I know. Look, two days in a row you're on the radio. Is this real life? Holy cow. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, I hope you're paid by the hour, buddy, because you're everywhere. You're all over the place, man. Well, well, thank you. You know what I love about this really quick? Everybody always calls up and they're like, Jimmy, I see you on TV. I see you at the comedy club. You worry me. You got to get a break. And then I'm off three days last week and they're like, hey, where the hell is this guy? He doesn't go to work anymore. I don't believe it. What a deadbeat. He never shows up. Good for you. Hey, look, are we are we really surprised by this DOJ? They've had Hunter's laptop yep. for five years, and what have we heard out of that? Nothing. Nothing. So they just swept it under the rug. I knew they were going to find some way to get him off the hook, and there you go. They just did it. Yeah, they did. So what's going to happen is like Comer and Chuck Grassley, guys like that, they're going to keep investigating and it'll come down to what Congress can come up with because they're getting no cooperation for, by the FBI. I mean, the FBI didn't want to turn over the form, you know, and they're trying to tell us that there's still an ongoing investigation in Delaware, which might preclude them from having to provide additional evidence. So any way you slice it, they are human shielding for this dirt bag. I got to listen. We make fun of Hunter on this show. I don't know, man. We might need to hire him as a life coach. The guy's doing all right. He's making millions. There's a naked stripper every time I open up the Internet, and he doesn't get charged for any of the bad stuff. Wouldn't you like to have that deal? Oh, man. I can't wait to hear what Rob Schneider has to say about this. He's such a great father. Oh, well, he's coming. He's coming. Red Fox and Rob Schneider. Buckle up. Reality. With a bit of insanity, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. going to play you a little response to the Hunter Biden sentencing from CNN. CNN is the worst. Well said, Lincoln Fallon. Did you guys see Lincoln on uh, Fox News Saturday night this weekend? He was on. He closed the show. Came on and called me fat. Wore one of my shirts. <laughs> it was pretty. It's actually pretty funny uh, to do some TV with your kid until uh, you're on Live TV getting ambushed by a 14-year-old kid. It was actually funny. If you didn't see it, uh, it is on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. You can go check out me and the Link Man in action. But right now we're talking about Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Here's a CNN reporter basically trying to frame this as, you know, the guy's battling addiction. 
And uh, he's kind of a victim because he was so candid about his struggles that he implicated himself in crimes. And again, I have a lot of respect for people struggling with addiction, you know, there but for the grace of God go any of us. But the reality is, okay, if a guy is selling interest in our government to a foreign entity, he's concealing the income in an effort to shield his now president father. This is something that deserves a level of scrutiny uh, and not a brushing to the side because he was candid about addiction. I'm candid about a lot of things on this show. Uh, But that being said, it shouldn't buy me a free pass if, in fact, I happen to be selling out our country overseas. Here's uh, CNN, Evan Perez doing the framing here, clip 41. It is a a fascinating thing, though, certainly for Hunter Biden and the candidness of of him talking about his substance abuse problems is what ended up causing some issues for him in this case, guys. Oh, boy. Poor Hunter. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. And that was the same tack that the White House took. The White House just issued a statement saying the president and the first lady love their son. They support him as he continues to rebuild his life. We will have no further comment. So, again, as parents, I have empathy. Okay, they've got a dirtbag kid. I get it. I'm someone's dirtbag kid. I understand. But the point is they're trying to now dismiss this as, well, turns out a five-year FBI investigation $10 million sent to our family from foreign entities. This is just something you put into a big meatball called Hunter's Addiction Saga and forget that it ever happened because the guy's trying to pull his life together. Fine. Okay, I get that he's trying to pull his life together. But what I'm saying to you is if you or I or your kid or my kid lied on a federal gun form, Would they be getting the old, well, he's trying to pull his life together? The answer would be no. No. What they'd be getting is a prison sentence. Let me read you some reaction. Okay, President Trump weighed in. And Trump's a guy I like. I just wish he wouldn't hold back so much. You know, sometimes, you know, guy's a little too neutered in his commentary. But no, Trump went right to Truth Social and wrote, wow, the corrupt Biden DOJ just cleared up hundreds of years of criminal liability by giving Hunter Biden a mere traffic ticket. Our system is broken. I think a lot of legal analysts would agree with that. Uh, James Comer releasing a statement. He's the guy investigating the Biden family. Let's be clear. The Department of Justice's charges against President Biden's son, Hunter, reveal a two-tiered system of justice. Hunter Biden is getting away with a slap on the wrist when growing evidence uncovered by the House Oversight Committee reveals the Bidens engaged in a pattern of corruption, influence peddling, and possibly bribery. Comer adding these charges against Hunter Biden and sweetheart plea deal have no impact on the Oversight Committee's investigation. We will not rest until the full extent of President Biden's involvement in the family schemes are revealed. Oh, no, you didn't. Here's Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton tweeting. Remarkable how DOJ suddenly rediscovered prosecutorial discretion when it benefits Joe Biden's preposterously corrupt son. I mean, you think about that. Prosecutorial discretion was used when it came to classified information. In the run-up to the 2016 election, James Comey held a press conference and said, well, you know, probably could have charged her for this, but we decided no reasonable prosecutor would, given the conditions that we're in the middle of a run-up to an election. You know, we don't want to be in the process of indicting someone who is a major party nominee. Oh, you don't say. Because they just turned around with that same prosecutorial discretion and indicted Donald Trump. Okay, a guy who right now, according to the polls, is positioned to be a major party nominee. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how they did us. Uh, Here is 
Vivek Ramaswamy. He's all over the channel these days. Hunter Biden plea deal is a joke. It's a feigned retreat and reveals they're even more scared than ever of scrutiny for the real crimes. The real target is the audio tapes of the alleged bribe for Hunter and Joe Biden from the Ukrainian executive oligarch owned Burisma. And the hundreds of billions of U.S. taxpayer funds kicked back to Ukraine to make good on the favor. Don't buy the deflection. It's just a smokescreen. Now, it is interesting because you understand what they're doing right now on the left. On the left is they're trying to put the story to bed. Well, that's that. All these investigations, the FBI looked for five years. All they could find were these two misdemeanor plea charges. Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's what they're trying to do. Now, understand, the FBI investigated for five years because they were dragging their feet. They weren't doing anything. They weren't looking. Okay, I don't have proof that the guy committed a crime. The only thing I can tell you is, like, for real, if a guy's getting money from overseas entities and he's funneling it through 15 different shell companies, none of which have a job description. They just have titles. It's not like the furniture moving company funneled it through the pool cleaning company, funneled it through the plumbing company, funneled it through the real estate holding company. No, we just had companies with names and no job descriptions. And the money was moved through all of them in some instances before it wound up in the bank accounts of Biden's grandkids. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? What you'd like to think, uh, I mean, what you'd be led to think if you were somebody who investigated racketeering cases, is that these guys were structuring and stacking and moving and laundering money. That's what it would look like. So in an effort to avoid further scrutiny of that case, that elaborate case that has 150 suspicious activity reports filed by Obama's Treasury Department, that has all of the evidence James Comer has uncovered and spoken to on this show, they're trying to put that big, elaborate case with voluminous, okay, evidence showing that Hunter Biden was involved in an in a influence peddling scheme. They're trying to put that case to bed on the back of him lying about a felony gun form. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It's a scam. Now, to be honest, might work. Media is pretty powerful. We live in a hyper-partisan time, and the truth is Hunter Biden didn't work in the government. I know that's the popular deflection. You'll hear like KJP. She'll be like, well, Hunter Biden's not a government employee. We don't talk about it. You know, if you remember Jen Psaki, she famously came in to replace uh, Kaylee McEnany. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. A lot of people feel that way. But the truth is, okay, Psaki would say the same thing. Well, Hunter doesn't work in the government. uh, So what are we talking about this for? And, uh, you know, on the left, for a lot of people, that's grounds for dismissal. Their emotions or their facts empower them. To feel like they know better than these dopey Republicans, all these racist goober Republicans taking horse paste to fight COVID going to get us all killed because they're not vaccinated. They're a bunch of white supremacists. You know, that's what they do. They feed the left. Okay, these are people, okay, who very much run, okay, very much run on self-righteousness and a confirmation bias that they are better than you. But you understand the issue is not that Hunter Biden didn't work in the government. The issue is that his father did. And Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partner, Tony Bobulinski, a guy who served this country in the armed forces, came forward to say, yes, we were selling interest in the United States government. And yes, we were giving the money to Joe Biden. 
He was identified as the big man. We have it in multiple emails. We have pictures of him meeting with Hunter's business partners, despite saying he never did. In fact, 84 different times, Hunter Biden's business partners, the guy Joe Biden supposedly knew nothing about, 84 different times they were able to visit the Obama White House. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But what does that mean? It means either Biden was in on it or Obama was in on it or they were both in on it. Oh, wow. Now, I don't have that proof. I'm a responsible broadcaster. Okay, but the truth is, and this matters, if this was going on with anybody else, any Republican, oh my goodness gracious, they would be all over this. We spent $30 million, $30 million, two and a half years investigating Russian collusion, which was completely and totally made up. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Completely made up. It was supposed to create a counter-narrative to her private email server situation. A situation which, by the way, she destroyed 33,000 emails under the threat of subpoena. Okay, yet we're living in an America where Donald Trump has been indicted for not turning over the information fast enough. The fact remains he turned it over. Did she turn it over? The answer would be no. No, she destroyed it, and they let her go. So you understand there's a pattern here of a double standard when it comes to application of the law in this country. And that's what the Hunter Biden plea deal represents. But on the left, you have to understand, the left, they are more educated. If you were to look down the line of, like, college degrees, you know, they're technically considered more educated. The people who have $800,000 worth of loans for a gender studies degree that has them working at, at Starbucks. There's the smart ones, according to the documents you'd read, according to the analysis you'd read. The people that have six roommates so they can afford a one-bedroom apartment in New York City where you can't walk out the door without seeing one guy shooting up and another guy going potty on the sidewalk. But those people are technically the more educated side. That's the claim here. They know better than you is what they'd want you to believe. But the truth is the left, when it comes to politics, they're very intellectually lazy. I'm physically lazy. Like, I'll sit in my backyard with a cigar and a bottle of Michter's for three and a half days and be thrilled. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. It's just reality, though. I got a wife who looks good on patio furniture. It's the worst thing that could ever happen to your physique. You get a good, fun girl, and she looks good on the patio furniture. You're never leaving. What are you going to leave for? You're happy. You're easy. It's just what I got here. That Take that makeup department. You want to know why I'm fat on TV? <laughs> Play my wife. That's the problem. But stick with me, okay? What's going on on the left is they are an intellectually lazy crowd, okay? They want moral superiority. So everything that's fed to them is fed to them in a manner that allows them to dismiss you as racist or stupid or peddling in something debunked, but you just don't know any better. That's how the whole Hunter Biden story was put to bed the first time around. Ah, it's Russian disinformation. These dopey right-wingers don't even know how to diagnose Russian disinformation. You can't expect them to. They're dumb. You're smart. You're paying $8,300 a month for a fifth-floor walk-up. Well, it's a... Liberal city, no one goes to jail anymore. So it's a fifth floor run up because you're probably getting chased by some lunatic. But the point is you're smarter than them. They don't get that it's Russian disinformation, but you are smarter. So just put it to bed. If anybody asks you about it, go, ah, oh, it's been debunked. Russian disinformation. And you put it to bed. That's what they do. Ah, you know, the 
Republicans won't spend on climate change like us. You want to know why? Because they're racist. They're racist. Climate change is racist. We need climate reparations because the weather is targeting people of color. That's what's going on. The Republicans stand against this climate bill because they're racist. And the Democrats go, oh, yeah, oh, well, I'm not racist like those idiots, those goobers with their horse paste. I guess I'll give you another billion dollars for climate change. Money, 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 money. The Democrats, liberals are the most intellectually lazy people imaginable. They used to be critical thinkers. They used to be the party of free speech, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Now they're like sex as a construct. Drugs are cool as long as they're mandated by big pharma. I don't know about rock and roll, though. There's a lot of gender-specific songs out there. Can Tom, can Tom Jones really sing She's a Lady? It's now like there's a person. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a person. They came and sing it. Stupid. The left doesn't like any of that stuff. Come on, man. It's triggering. I don't feel safe. But that's what they do here. They just give you something to make you feel morally superior to the conservative. Wow, the Hunter Biden work for the government. That was the feed. That was the line. That's what they said. Ah, oh, these dopey Republicans. What do you keep talking about Hunter Biden for? He doesn't work for the government. Mah! The accusation, though, is that he's giving his money to somebody who does. Ah, oh, you have a good eye, my man. That's the point. But because they are a party of intellectual laziness, you can feed them things and they run with them. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, I tell you. It's dumb right-wingers that are responsible for COVID because vaccinated people don't get COVID. (laughs) Folks, in the last available month of data we have, which goes all the way back to August, more vaccinated people died of COVID than non-vaccinated people. So uh, I guess we have some issues. (laughs) No issues because we empowered them with emotions. Their emotions are their facts. They were willing to shame the unvaccinated. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons. Who will not get the shot? Shame on you. I'm surrounded by idiots. But their emotions are their facts. They never even walk it back when the vaccine failed to stop transmission. Okay, when they wanted to defund the police, does anybody have statistics that say the police are disproportionately harming people of color? The answer would be no. No. The old adage, you have the facts, pound the facts. If you have nothing, pound the table. The Democrats are always pounding the table because a lot of people rally behind that self-righteousness. They want to feel better than you. We live in a world where everyone has an inferiority complex now because everything you do comes with a like count. Everything you consume comes with a like count to remind you of how popular it is or how much more popular it is than what you're doing. It's demoralizing. And most people don't even see past the fact that there's an algorithm that's going to amplify certain content and hold back other pieces of content at the whims of the person running the app. But they don't know that. They just know they have a massive inferiority complex and they need to feel better than something. And the Democrats have mastered the fine art of making losers feel like winners, which is why they very well may get away with Hunter Biden, the court of public opinion, because a lot of losers get to go, he didn't work for the government. Meh. But if he was giving 10% of the money, and odds are more of it, to somebody who was, then I'm telling you, this story is a long way from over. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. 
It's the show that leaves you hungry for more. We'll probably sit around and cook some soup, eat bread and desserts, and just get all fat and sassy. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Emily Campagno is coming up. Comedian Rob Schneider in the house. But their opening act, Tristan, is in Princeton, New Jersey. Yo, Tristan. Hi, Jimmy. Good afternoon. Good, good, man. Good to hear from you. What's what's the word in Princeton? Does does this look legit to you? So here, here's what I'm trying to figure out here. I, I think this whole story with uh, uh, Joe Biden getting $5 million and from, from Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know, the the informant, the leaker, the whistleblower. I, I think that's kind of run its its course. Mm-hmm. We need to come up with another cockamamie story that the MAGA base will believe. And I think I've got one. Give it to me. How about how about Biden received a payoff of eleventeen trillion dollars from the Princess of Antarctica. Oh, I like I, this. I think the MAGA base is dumb enough to believe that, don't you? I don't know. It'd be hot if they did, though. It would make for some good entertainment. Tristan, good call. We're at the bottom of the hour. I I hate to miss all out on all this excitement, but Tristan, doing a little human shielding for the Biden family. I found it entertaining. Get him out of here. Get him out. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. There it is. Back in action. Big hour. Stack deck. An embarrassment of radio riches, if you will, right here on the big bad one and only Fox Across America. Emily Campagno is coming by. She is an outnumbered co-host of Fox News Legal Analyst. She is going to weigh in on the Hunter Biden plea deal that, according to CNN, would have gone to anybody in his position. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Man, that's a great claim. I was just reading it during the commercial break. We're going to get into that. And Rob Schneider. Uh, man, Rob Schneider. Come on, man. He's a guy's a movie star. He's got a new stand-up special out uh, called Woke Up in America. It is streaming on Fox Nation, uh, a site where you will ultimately get to watch my new stand-up special when it comes out late fall, early winter. We are working on that now. No announcement yet, but... We're definitely very close to figuring it all out, uh, so stay tuned. And if you want to see me in person before then, uh, this Saturday, June the 24th, I am at the Lexington Opera House in Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, girl. Uh, July the 8th, I will be at the Holland Civic Center in Holland, Michigan with Kennedy and Tudor Dixon. That's going to be a banger. Uh, July 29th, there's a few seats left. I think we're in single digits at the St. Mary's Opera House in St. Mary's, Ohio. And then August the 25th, You can see us at the Green Valley Ranch out in Nevada. That's going to be a banger, myself and Kennedy. Uh, And then September the 16th, really quick, we are in Sugarloaf, New York, at the Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center. That is a solo gig. That is just your radio buddy, Big Game James. But if you're up in that area, come see your pal. Hang out. We'll do some stand-up. We'll offend everybody. It'll be epic. Uh, Right now, though, I am, of course, talking to you under FCC guidelines. This could be a problem. <laughs> it won't be. I play good defense. I'm good. I'm actually good uh, on live air because you know you can't do anything bad. You know, the problem is the tape shows when you're taping a show. My goodness gracious. Then you got, you know, you're just going to make the the editor's life hell uh, if you fly off the rails, but at least you know it's not an instant death sentence. Right now what they're trying to do, and this is so fascinating, man. Just get you up to speed really quickly on our politics. So Donald Trump did an interview with Brett Baer last night. 
Uh, that was part one. They're going to air part two tonight. Uh, it was contentious. Bart, uh, Trump took some shots at Fox, went into Brett Baer. Baer stood his ground when Trump said the election was stolen. And here's the thing about the stolen election. I know it comes up a lot. I don't ever, ever, ever want to be on the side of claiming an election was stolen without proof because that doesn't make me a responsible broadcaster. That makes me a Democrat. Okay, the Democrats held this country hostage for two and a half years saying the 2016 election was stolen and they never had any proof, despite the fact that guys like Adam Schiff would go on TV night in and night out and tell you there was collusion and had moved beyond circumstantial evidence. All you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, Actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I I can tell you that the case is more than that. Uh, And I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So. Um, again, I think so you Director have Clapper, seen direct evidence of collusion. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. You're a bald faced liar. A liar. He saw nothing. OK. And the Mueller probe, the Mueller probe revealed that he saw nothing. This guy's a serious ass. Listen. As far as physical proof, the 2020 election was stolen. (laughs) The only proof I have is looking at Joe Biden. Tell him like it is. That's what it is. It's like if you want you want to know why people are questioning whether or not Joe Biden is the highest vote getter in the history of our republic. It's because they watch Joe Biden. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by Go, you know, the, you know the thing. That guy supposedly got more votes than anybody in history. More than Obama. This guy right here got more than Obama. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, that guy. That's the biggest cause for concern for me. I don't actually have physical proof. Trump's allies were in court saying completely different things than they were saying when they were on cable news. So for Brett Baer to stand, you know, Brett Baer to stand his ground, I, you know, I respect that, and he should. Okay, but we can't just run along and be like, yeah, it was stolen. Because, again, that doesn't make me a responsible broadcaster. It makes me a Democrat. Do you remember what the Democrats said, okay, after the 2016 election? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Oh, get you agree out. that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. Oh, my gosh. Democrats are so full of crap. Because everybody you heard in that montage, when Trump turned around and said 2020 was stolen, they're like, oh, you can't question our democracy. It'll undermine faith in the institutions. This guy's an existential threat to all of us. Just four years removed from saying exactly what you just heard them say. That is clown stuff. Okay. 
Trump had bad things to say about machines. You know who else did? The Democrats. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines right, which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty-three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know, I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Kamala is a lying sociopath, fact-checked. Kamala Harris telling you the voting machines are so easily hackable that she held a demonstration in her office to tell you how easy it was to hack the voting machines. And that's why the Republicans won. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Think about what I just played you. And understand that they're now telling you anyone who questions the legitimacy of an election should be in prison. Banned from social media. They're a threat to all of us. I just played you two montages of every top tier Democrat in the country telling you they stole an election in 2016. It's a double standard. But the reason I keep trying to interrupt Trump and applauding Brett Baer for interrupting Trump when he says the election was stolen is he very may well believe that because the Democrats demonstrated that nothing was beneath them when it came to stopping the guy. Okay, whether it was the collusion claim of the impeachments or this guy slandered dead veterans and gold star families, they threw everything at him. They could. But the point is, if Trump wants to get back into office, you don't relitigate 2020. Brett Brett Baer did him a favor by getting in the way of that claim because no one's going to the polls to avenge 2020. If Trump wants independent voters, if Trump wants independents and Democrats that are swing voters, just run on your record. Okay, Trump's handling of the economy exponentially better than Biden's. Trump's handling of the border, Trump's handling of foreign policy, all of it exponentially better than Biden's. I agree with that. I don't know that he does, but the fact remains we didn't have six million illegal migrants getting into the country under Trump. They're here under Biden. Okay, we didn't have inflation at a 40 year high. Gas was $1.70 a gallon cheaper artificially lowered by the end of his term because we were in the middle of a pandemic and the demand wasn't there because people weren't getting out as much. But the fact remains, if Trump can throw the ball down the middle and talk about policy, Trump does have a shot, you know, if he beats these indictments and stays factual. But there's no ground to be gained in yelling about a stolen election. Here's where Trump should keep the pitch. Okay, you ready for it? Here's Trump talking to Brett Baer about deliverables for the American people. Clip 11. Remember this, 
We took out ISIS. We developed Space Force. I rebuilt the military. I got the largest tax cuts in history. I got the largest regulation cuts in history. I did right to try so that people don't have to die without a chance. We could use space age medical knowledge and we have the greatest labs in the world. I did all of these things and much, much more. Nobody's ever seen it like that. One other thing, Russia would have never invaded Ukraine. China would never be talking about even the concept of going into Taiwan. Would have never happened. I was getting out of Afghanistan. We would have gotten out through dignity and strength. Instead, it was the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. These are all great things, and people want them back. So think about that, okay? Those are actual deliverables. Those are things that provided a tangible improvement to people's way of life. That's where he needs to focus. Okay, there's a lot of heat on Twitter right now. They're like, ah, Brett Bear, fact-checking Trump. What's up with Rhino Fox not letting him say the election is stolen? I got to be honest with you, dude. If you want Trump to win the election, if that's the guy, that's your horse in this race, you got to put a shock collar on him and just tell him to shut up about 2020. I know he feels wronged. I wouldn't trust the Democrats either if I was him. But what I'm trying to tell you as a guy who tours this country and talks to people on every side of the aisle is we need some of the people on the other side of the aisle in order for a Republican to win this thing. And the Republicans deserve to win this thing based on policy. They do. Border better. Economy better. Crime better. Fentanyl overdose deaths lower. Inflation lower. Gas lower. Foreign policy, not the mess it is right now, where we're getting humiliated by China on the world stage. Okay, we had a substantively better way of life under Trump than we did under Biden. Life was good enough under Trump that we could pretend for three years he was Russian. We did it pretend, straight pretend. Nobody had any proof. Nobody had any evidence. We ran with it anyway. It was cosplay because the media thought it was good for ratings. The media is a bunch of losers. Totally. But Trump should run on the fact, no, not that the media did him wrong in 2020, but that he did the country right all the way up until Election Day. He should run on that and the fact that he's an expert on just about anything. Introducing Ask Trump, the advice seminar from a man who's an expert on everything. Nobody knows the politicians better than I do. I know more about ISIS than the generals. Nobody knows more about campaign finance. Nobody knows much more about technology. Nobody knows more about environmental impact statements. I understand the tax laws better than almost anyone. He'll take your questions on everything from baseball deals. Nobody knows more about trade than me. To children's gifts. Nobody has better toys than I do. Ask Trump can improve your vocabulary. I know words. I have the best words. Audiences enjoy it so much it feels like a religious experience. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Ask Trump is so successful the critics are going nuclear. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Ask Trump, the fastest growing advice seminar in the country. Because nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He is one of those iconic figures that fans care about. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This is fun. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to comedian Rob Schneider around the corner. That's exciting. He's got a fantastic new stand-up special. I watched a couple of clips before. It is on Fox Nation. It's called Woke Up in America. He and I will discuss that as well as his illustrious film career. It's a big day on the show. You, of course, also welcome to join the party. 888-788-9910. 
It's kind of putting a bow on the Trump stuff. Trump was on with Brett Baer yesterday. He'll be on with Brett Baer again today in the 6 p.m. hour here on the Fox News Channel. If you like Trump, okay, if you want the Republicans to win the election, what the Republicans need to do, no matter where this primary season goes, is they need this to be an idea battle. Republicans win the idea battle, okay? How do we fix the border? How do we fix the economy? How do we get crime under control? How do we get the kids out of failing schools? Those are perfect strikes. When you bring up the 2020 election, just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Not the best. I'm telling you. Okay, if someone put a shock collar on Trump, here's a thousand volts. Every time you wander off message, you get a little, you know, a little something, something. Okay, every single time you go out and do that, you get, you know, ah, (laughs) that would be helpful. Okay, this classified document thing, it's a double standard. He's got to fight back on that. You know, but the fact remains, under the standard set by the law, he, they, they set a trial date for early August. Now, his lawyers are going to try to postpone that and move it back. But if this thing goes off as planned, Trump will be on trial just days before the first Republican primary debate. I don't think that's a coincidence on any level. I also don't think it's the end of the guy's chances, according to the polls. But now is a time for precision warfare. Trump is a carpet bomber. He needs to fight a targeted plan of attack from here on in. You're under multiple indictments. They've successfully pinned January 6th to the guy in the court of public opinion. You might not think so. I might not think so. Okay, I don't think so. Okay, I think it was dopey of him to stand down the street from the Capitol and yell that the election was stolen while there were tens of thousands of people there. Potential for unrest was great. Do I think the feds in D.C. were prepared enough for what came next? No. Do I think there might have been some feds involved? Probably. But that being said, there's no rehabilitating what January 6th was in the eyes of the American people. The ship has sailed. It's not a deliverable. They want to keep their kids safe. They want to keep their kid educated. They want to pay their bills. They want to secure their border. They want to stop hearing about people who overdosed of fentanyl. Okay, and died and were poisoned, to be clear. Okay, they don't care about the past. It's all about looking forward. And that's the truth. If you could get Trump to a place where he focuses on the idea battle, the guy does have a fighting chance. Okay, sadly, right now, for him, the Democrats have succeeded in making this a discussion around things he did. Here's Trump telling Brett Baer he ain't sweating it. It's clip one. So you're not worried about this case? Based on the law, zero. Zero. Presidential Records Act plus the act, plus the Clinton case, the Clinton case, which was won by Clinton as president because he took he took tapes of leaders in his socks. Uh, zero. Okay. Zero. And every good lawyer has said it. And you've seen that. Every good lawyer has said that. Okay, I don't know that every good lawyer has said it because we've had a lot of lawyers and I've played clips of people who think he's like legit going to jail, which, you know, that can't be good. Okay, but let me give you a little more Trump analysis about what he had in the boxes. This is clip two. So like every other president, I take things out. And in my case, I took it out pretty much in a hurry. But people packed it up and we we left. And I had clothing in there. I had all sorts of personal items in there. Much, much stuff. And then they said they went to DOJ to subpoena you to get them Which back. they've never done before. Right. Now, he's not wrong when he says they've never done it before. But he is admitting he took the stuff, which i got to be honest with you, in the court of law, not the best development. 
Like if you were listening closely, you could hear every one of his lawyers smacking their foreheads at the same time. Is it over for Trump? No, he's Batman. Every time you put him on the wheel of death, you come back from commercial and you found out he got away. But Rob Schneider, not getting away. He's joining us in studio next to discuss his big, crazy stand-up special. It's streaming on Fox Nation now. We will discuss it next on Fox Across America. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America, the radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. We're making the magic happen on the radio, taking our talents over to the TV later. I will be on the Ingram Angle tonight at 10 o'clock doing our regular Tuesday night hit. There's a lot going on in the country right now. She kind of brings me on at the end because, you know, the world's on fire. And they bring on uh, your buddy Jimmy Fallon to roast some marshmallows. Kind of lower the temperature around the societal blaze, if you will. That's my contribution. That's what comedians do. That's what we're supposed to be doing in society. That's why I tell you all the time, late-night comedians have failed this country because they used to give you something called common culture where we could put our little differences aside, and at the end of the day, you could just tune in and have a laugh about the state of being in this world. Look at what this wacky guy in Utah did. You believe what that guy in Florida got arrested for? He was doing what with a hot pocket? Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. The point is, stuff would happen. You'd make fun of it. People would move on with their day. That's who we were. That was our contribution to society. None of this was ever supposed to be taken seriously. You understand? And that's where we were. That's how this world was working. Everything was going good. There was a time where I used to, there was a phrase. It was like, we'll agree to disagree. Agree to, yeah, please. Agree to disagree. And then you just walk away. It was America. Nobody cared. Freedom! Now it's like, yeah, we agree to disagree. And they're like, he should be behind bars. Lock him up. And no one is born witness to the societal change more than our next guest. He is a reformed man whore. Which you can't even be. You'd have to be a them whore. Would, yes. Deuce, would Deuce Bigelow be a them whore? Yeah, I, I, well, a they whore. A they whore. <laughs> the lovely and talented. I, I, I did say he man. Uh, I did uh, he man. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I got a he man right there. He man whore. Or was Ro- it something like a. The, the point I was trying to make. Rob, he bitch man whore. Rob Schneider in the house. Dan, there it is. The crowd goes wild. They're Dan, excited. That was from Dan Graney and Matt Selman. That's very funny. Well, Those we guys have a, that write for The Simpsons, the we, real geniuses. Yeah, geniuses. OGs. Thanks for coming in, man. Um, Thank you. The Look news, at this. It's so fun. Your, your desk. The desk looks like the inside of a van that promised you candy. Oh. That, but doesn't it? There's a lot of toys in here. <laughs> No, I always admired people like whenever I work somewhere and they they made their office even though they were a temporary like a TV show or, yeah. or their dressing room they always decorated it nice and I was like I never did that no but you and I admired that. that like look at you you put curtains up so some people function because they need like a hominess yeah but that's good they're just those are people that actually have lives yeah yeah you know I was the one who was like I didn't you know <laughs> I remember one time I was doing a movie in Europe and like. I go, why don't they want to work Saturday? We'll uh-huh. just get it over with. Does this work, you know? And then I saw a guy who was in Amsterdam, and I see somebody, a guy who was like, he was always looked tan. He was like the set uh-huh. decorator, you uh-huh. know, putting the stuff on the set, decorating it, you know? He always looked tan and big blonde, you know, brown blonde hair and everything. Then I saw him. I'm leaving my, my little pad there, and I'm getting on my bicycle because you have to because it's Amsterdam. <laughs> and then I see this guy coming down on this antique boat mm-hmm. on the canal with these two beautiful little kids and his wife with some champagne 
and cheese, giving it to him while he's driving this beautiful boat with his shirt off and his. And I'm like, well, this guy has a life. That's why he doesn't work Saturday. I'm the idiot who doesn't have a life. <laughs> this guy's on a boat with cheese. He sounds like he's a, kid, on a, a romance model, like I, a romance novel guy. Is this Fabio? So uh, yeah, he did kind of have a Fabio, a thick, a thicker Fabio. <laughs> but I just took my kids. I just basically did that. I tried my version of that. Uh, I took my kids to Italy. Okay, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Italy's a home run, by the way. Oh I, yeah, no, you can't screw that up. I well, you know what I you did? can you, you can <laughs> if you if you got it a hostel. I went to uh, I went to Rome, dude. I I walked. You know, you walk everywhere in Rome. It's really yeah. wild. Like it blows your mind because things are it two thousand years old, five thousand years old. You know, if you old. have someone that's fifty year old, fifty years old in New York, it's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's, it's like a national monument if it makes it fifty years. There, it's it's you know. You see stuff that's literally 2,000 years old. Yeah, it kind of blows your mind. You're walking down the street in a piece of pizza, and they're like, ah, oh, there's a Trevi fountain. It's, uh, you know, they yeah. founded it in like, you know. And it used to be part of a Roman, you know, it was like this underneath pizza place. It was pretty. The Roman walls still exist, the roads. That's how they screwed up. I didn't realize the Romans. They built such good roads uh-huh. that the other, that, you know. Made it easy for the other guys to get in? To, to attack them. <laughs> So they said, like, we're building roads for these guys to come and kill us. The Turks were looting the Colosseum because they had easy pass. A lot of people don't know that. They, you're right. And the, they were the barbarians. The these Germans, supposedly barbarians. You know, <laughs> they, they don't have any written records. We don't know how barbaric they were, but according to the Romans, they were barbarians, you know? Somebody's got to look into this. Rob Schneider's in the studio. His yeah. new stand-up special. It's streaming on Fox Nation. It's called Woke Up in America. Yeah. Uh, if people are watching, the, there's a lot of highlights on the channel. They, you're, you're all over the channel right now. You it's know nice. I mean? uh, they're, they're promoting it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> first of all, they, it's amazing that they let me say what I wanted to say. Yeah, that's great. That's a miracle. Well, are you not? It's a miracle. Are you not on some level taken back by the actual lack of oversight here? Because there's no oversight. I'm on the air for three hours a day. No one ever says a word to me. Great. I'm just grateful that there's any disorganization because that's when good things can happen. Like, I like that in politics. Mm -hmm. I like when a government has no confidence, (laughs) like the Carter administration. Yeah, yeah. Or like what's, you know, if it's too, look what's happening. Biden is way too confident, this administration, mm-hmm. and it's being destructive. No, you're right. It's executive order. S- starting mm-hmm. wars and stuff. At least you can say what you want about the Trump administration, but they were so under besieged that they didn't start any wars. No, they didn't you have know? time. They were. They com- didn't have time. That's what I want. But I do say, like, whatever's happening at Fox, like, you know, I can just tell the cars don't know where to go to pick me up, you know. <laughs> but it's good because then you could have a chance to, to get some interesting material on here. Can I, can I tell you a funny story? Ben's limos. They got Ben's, the, some of the people who pick us up at Fox, <laughs> they're great, right? Yeah. I once, I used to be a cab driver when I was younger. Good for I, you. I, you. See, you know what real, real, real life you. is like. Thank you. But I once uh, took over for a driver. It was UN week. And, you know, when all the diplomats are in yeah. town and, you know, they're just parking sure. wherever they want and the roads are closed you can't get to the embassy because all the yeah. hookers are being dropped off exactly so a guy was so over the good old days thank you <laughs> the america 90, the 90s america the gay, the gay 20s <laughs> yeah there you go know. there you go so we uh uh we made a deal that i told the guy like yeah. hey you're getting a little emotionally overwhelmed here how yeah. about you you know jump in the back i'll reprise my role and drove the guy home and got him home and still tipped him and was a gentleman about it yeah that's that's but, too much <laughs> you think i went too far i think so I don't you see so you think i don't that. tip him do you think i just, just drive him. him home and give him a talking to i don't I, you know that was very nice of you but uh, <laughs> do you discuss I, I, did you do, do you, that so you could tell a story about it later that's no, my question I, no not at all no. i actually i actually I was in, the worst employee i okay. i mean, just like i i drove uh-huh. i delivered flowers like in high school i was like okay. a junior in high school i remember my friends were playing softball i was like oh my buddies are over there i pulled over and played softball for a couple hours. All the plants, all the flowers in the truck died. <laughs> I got fired. I was such an a hole. And then you know it's your hometown, so like yeah. the guy, the guy at the flower shop knew my dad. He's like, I don't know. I'm gonna have to tell Marv, but I gotta let you go. Oh, that's you rough. can't. 
You can't kill all the flowers. I mean, that's the, that's our job. Rob deliver Schneider. flowers while they're alive. He, he went into comedy because one eight hundred flowers canceled them. <laughs> this is before that. That even happened. That's they didn't how they, have one eight hundred. Well, that's at the that's time. why they got. And they off did the, have one eight hundred right yeah. around that same time. They had to go national because the local guys were getting all the flowers killed. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah, they were yeah, playing exactly. softball. Uh, what are the things I saw in the highlight that Uh-oh. I loved? What was that? Just you describing yourself as a traditional liberal and saying that would make you a right-wing fascist. I agree. I mean, it's true. Uh, well, no, I love the point so much, this is, but I wanted to add to it. You know, like when Obama ran for president on mm-hmm. Yes, We Can, like if he did that right now, they would be telling him to check his half-white privilege, would they not? I would I would hope so, but there's a difference, though. Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm, my mother's Filipino, but mm-hmm. I don't get to be called, you know, mm-hmm. Filipino-American. Filipino. I don't get that, you know. <laughs> you just get Rob. I just get Rob, you know. So, <laughs> and I'm Rob Schneider, not Rob Takamura. You know, I don't get any. Yeah, yeah. I don't get any of the Asian benefits. You don't get you know? any hyphen benefits. I don't get nothing. I get you know the only benefit I get from being half Asian is a a small wiener, and all my eyebrows fell out. That's all I get. <laughs> Can I say wiener on the radio? Anyway, it's, it's, nobody it's cares. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, we're on the we're on the radio side of this. They it's don't, on the radio side. Yeah, they don't scrutinize. You can get away more with radio. Can't you? Do whatever you, you want. The radio. You think you can? But then I said something yesterday on some Fox thing uh-huh. about Garth Brooks, and the next thing I know, it's in like Newsweek. You know? Oh, you know, they jumped in. Everything is like a, like a, everybody's just digging for like yeah. whatever little click they can get. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing now. We have a lot of, like, they're like snipers, almost like cultural arsonists. It is. It's a cycle, though, yeah. James, if I may say. No, like, I was not. trying to think about what this, how idiotic this is. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, the turn of the century, turn of the 20th century, uh-huh. you had, like, by, like, by 1900 to 1910, you had 18 daily newspapers uh-huh. in Manhattan alone. Think about that. 18. That was because that was what was the entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. it was clickbait. Yep. Back then, mm-hmm. whatever the headline you had on there, and it's the, whatever is going to help sell newspapers. Yep. You know, it's before radio, before TV, before film, uh-huh. you know? Yep. You basically had, what did you have then? You had church. Maybe you had some plays <laughs> on Broadway, but the, yet most people couldn't do that. You know, most no. people couldn't read. Mm-mm. 80% of Americans were farmers, but they would grab that and read that. Get whatever in the heck that was. No, that's a great point. Rob Schneider is here, and I'm I'm taking him into hey you get off my get you kids get off my lawn mode. Yeah, exactly. You're getting me riled up. You know, you get in your fifties. I'm getting riled up. When I used to like when I was I, said, I don't ever want to be a guy in my fifties going yeah back in the day <laughs> these kids don't realize and here I am you know here he is on it's, Fox Nation it's woke up I, in America and it's a it's a phenomenal hour of back in my day. The kids get right off the lawn. They'll get off. They, actually, they'll want to stay on your lawn. I don't think yeah. the kids are going to want to leave your lawn after they this. They can't. They can't. That's aggression. That's a, <laughs> it's a micro it's, grass aggression. It's triggering. It's not nice. It's it's unfair to the grass people. I love it. I this. know. You got, but uh, I don't know. I, I will say that, like, um, most people, I don't think, are fall into the category where they get sucked into this. It's just, it just makes news and yeah. it gives us something to talk oh, about. Oh, you know but what I think happens I don't real? think it's in everybody's life, but it is no. out there. No. There are crazy things happening. But but every every one of these like moments that happen in uh-huh. the media where like, all right, we're going to ruin this guy. Yeah. That usually starts because like three people with a combined eight followers decided they were mad. I know. And then a lazy journalist got a story out of it, and that created a news cycle. And sometimes it blows up and you get I know, fired. But I remember Jay Leno telling me like in the 90s, mm-hmm. late 90s, like, hey, listen, you know, everybody thinks they got it worth. You know, everybody thinks, you know, like Tom Cruise, nobody gets it worth than me. <laughs> everybody gets their own share, you know. And it goes around, everybody gets the equal amount. You know, it's true. You know what the thing is? It's true. Oh, I love this. We're talking to Rats. That's so good. He says, we're, good all, we're all replaceable. You know, the, the Jay Leno when person goes up here and also goes down. Um, <laughs> but, but Jay was a very, very kind, nice man. 
<laughs> who will just give you advice like you got to figure out a way to get along with everybody. You know, you got to figure out a way. To, we're all replaceable. You know, you don't think they get another Tom Cruise? They get another Tom Cruise next week. You know, they get another Jay Leno. They get another Jay Leno in an hour. Yeah, and we're all replaceable. I, I'm dying. Tom Cruise, though, he might have been wrong on that one. Tom Cruise is he's on to like Mission Impossible 12, by the way. Well, he hit he hit it hard. Well, there's nobody yeah. works harder than him. Yeah. Now you give him, him and Adam Sandler, the hardest working people in show business. I'll get into him, but let me ask you this: Do you yes. think it's Do you think it's false advertising to call it Mission Impossible Eight if they've pulled it off the first seven times? You, you're thinking way too into it. Is, is that am I overanalyzing this? No, it's it's like um, <laughs> yes, I, I just people those. It's hard to do those stunts. Yeah, my friend of mine, Greg Smurz, who's okay. a great stunt coordinator, mm-hmm. worked with me on a couple of movies when I was doing those. You know, little actiony things in my comedies. He was the guy. You know, when Tom Cruise is on the side of a, a side of an airplane, they're taking off, and it's really Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a there's a wire to him mm-hmm. that's attached to a guy, and they paint it out. Well, the guy on the other end, a lot of the times in those movies, was Greg Smurz, and he's just like, even he said, I can't take the tension anymore. It's just too much. That's crazy. It's just too much because like Tom will do it, and he's a great athlete. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of the things like Smurz told me. He said the. This guy could have been a professional stuntman, which is saying he could have been like a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to be. I mean, that's how talented he is as a as a motorcycle rider, car, you know, car driver, as a, as a, as a physical specimen. He's he just OG. unique in the history of show business. Mm-hmm. And um, but it's it's too much stress. You know, that's a lot of action, man. Like you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of action. It but, is, and he loves it, and he's great at it, and it's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, he gets a kick out of. It. He's jumping out of buildings. Look at that! Thing. I mean, he bring he brought movies back with the. Uh... No, listen, Top Gun saved cinema. No one was going to a multiplex. Yeah. If you're going for real, if you were going to the box office, and you want to see a movie like that, yeah, you're either going it's to loud. See, you're either going to see Mar- uh, Marvel like a superhero. Or yeah. Tom Cruise. You either need a cape or a Scientologist. Or I know. No it's just going. a shame. It's a shame. That's why, you know, <laughs> my little movie, Daddy Daughter Trip, I'm, mm-hmm. it's going to be hopefully released. Um, we're trying to figure that out now. But it's like I'm trying to get the overspill from whatever Tom Cruise movie comes out next. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm happy with that. I think I think you just need to retitle it Top Gun 3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Star Wars 9. It's the- tough because you would think, you know, but it's it's just tough to get – it's a big deal to get people out of their homes and get a babysitter. It's a responsibility. It's they have a lot. To, yeah, and then they gotta they gotta go go to a particular specific time. They gotta eat crappy popcorn, and then <laughs> the seats are sticky. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. But they you're show, asking a lot. No, you are. But they'll show up. They go watch you do stand up. You're selling out all over the country. Well, the stand up's a little different because I do think that like, you know, it's like Jerry Seinfeld said the uh, you know in in, in, in 1984. <laughs> I said no, 1975. There were 40 comedians, and eight of them were good. In 1985, there were 4,000 comedians, and eight of them were good. I will say now, you have you've never, there's always been great comedians, but there's yeah. never been so many great comedians at their peak at this time. You know, you, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's really good. Yeah. You know, Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Rock. Yep. Uh, Dave Chappelle. You can see these guys. You know, Joe Rogan. You can see these guys now. And you get they make sense of the world for you. Yep. That's what people want to do, and that's what hopefully you know for people who want to see my comedy special on Fox Nation streaming now. Hey, girl! Just you know, I hope that it, they get a good laugh. They don't like it. I hope so. Yeah. No, no, we laughed. I actually laughed. I was excited to have you on to talk about it. It's, oh, thank it's, you. It's exciting. It's exciting to like something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's, it's to good. be surprised and shocked course, or grossed out. You know, it's the, great. It's just it's fun to be in that position and. 
And uh, I will say that, like, of all the art forms right now, I, I think the most daring and the most exciting at their best is the stand-up comedy. Yep. It's like folk singing was in the 60s. Yeah, no, that's funny. But this, it's true in, in a way. And I think what's happening now— I don't think it's true. Not in a way. It's, it's true. Yeah, yeah, I'll give I you that. I didn't need in the way, All right, James. Dylan. Way to go. I didn't need that. Put your, put your acoustic guitar away. We're going electric here for a minute. I did think—yeah, I, I do think that's a real thing yep. where you, people can get a, a real good show— and, and people can kind of make sense of, of what's kind of happening. Go, oh, all right, I'm not crazy. Look at this guy. He, well, that's what it is. He I, thinks the way I do. I think everybody's life has been corporatized. And I think the, the, what comedy represents is a form of escapism now. It's what, one of the few places in society where you can go kind of let go. I think so. It's a place where you can uh, definitely um, reorganize your perception about things. And it's very subversive comedy. So I can yeah. hopefully, if I do it well, if you watch the whole show, Mm-hmm. I, I think I can hopefully subvert people to my point of view, which is just for jokes, mm-hmm. but it's a calmer place yeah. of looking at things and just also just making fun of how crazy some of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, some the, of it's crazy. No, the world's know? on fire. That's what I say. And comedians are just roasting marshmallows. I, yeah, I don't That's... know when like math turned right wing. <laughs> how did Let's math see. get like, we're what, about, we're what, f- did, what did the two say? I was, know? We were 40 seconds out uh, from a commercial break without me fearing my job or getting canceled. But now that you're going to pull this white supremacist math out. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Who the hell booked this guy? I realized exactly. I, was, I think you, you forgot to put your hood on before you walked in here, Schneider. I know. Can you imagine if you were in the KKK <laughs> and like your your biggest dream ever would be like, you know, how can we bring segregation back? I know. We'll say it's for their own safety. They got to gra- <laughs> they got to graduate separately. You know. No, they no, won't. No, it'll never they, happen. They crushed feminism. Feminism is now happen. about replacing women with men. It's I, it, crazy. It, 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 it is happening as we speak. Schneider, they're about to kill both our mics. Are this is an honor, sir. Oh, uh, well, God bless you. The special is woke up in America. It is streaming on Fox Nation. We'll always. It is. Have, we'll, I miss your ready, pal. Well, Thanks. thank you. Thanks it was a pleasure. By. Thank you for having me in all your toys, in the middle of your toys. <laughs> take one from the shelf. Go Take care back after this. So far. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, uh, Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. <laughs> That's not good. That was a Joe Biden moment. It's Fox Across America with, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, well. Uh, have you ever had a checkup? Not good. Uh, we'll have a checkup during this next commercial break. And then in the next hour, Brian Brenberg is going to stop by and have a discussion about climate investments. Crime at an all-time high in L.A., more people fleeing California than any other state in the country. Biden shows up and cuts a check for climate change. What an idiot. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America. My man, Brian Brenberg, host of the Big Money Show on the Fox Business Network. He's just getting off stage. They're in the kiss and cry room now, right now, reviewing their scores. Hopefully the Swedish judge didn't screw him for that last pole vault at the end. Uh, we're going to discuss his floor routine. And Joe Biden, uh, who, of course, went to California yesterday, gave a big speech about climate change. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Uh, and Biden, this is a funny one, uh, promising to get all this climate work done by 2020. 
we have a president that is clearly not all there. Another special moment <laughs> for the presidency. Of course, the big Biden news as we kick off the hour, Hunter Biden uh, making a plea deal with the feds involving tax evasion and, of course, lying on a federal gun form, something that might get you or me 10 years in prison. But in this instance, we'll get Hunter Biden off the hook with no time served. That's not right. A lot of people upset about that on the right. If you're one of them, you're certainly welcome to weigh in. 888-788-9910. That is the phone number. The thing I like to prioritize a lot on the show, if you listen to it every day, is I'm kind of coming at you through the lens of a regular person. A guy's got a family, a guy's got bills, a guy's got a life he's trying to live. And, uh, you know, I'm always talking about subjects in terms of how they affect affect us. I'd rather talk about how they affect us because that's human. It's not Republican. It's not Democrat. It's human. You know, like when we spend all this time on the border, you know, the border affects you the same way, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. If we're being faced with record levels of fentanyl and we're being faced with record levels of fentanyl poisoning deaths, that's not something unique to one political party. That is the human cost of the humanitarian crisis this administration created at the southern border when they rescinded all of Donald Trump's border policies. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It really is. It's stupider, dumber would be the correct word, uh, is what Joe Biden did in California yesterday. And I want to talk to you about this for a second because it's crazy. It's bananas. And how does it affect all of us, you say? Well, right now, the left is really run on ideology. Okay, and the things they believe in become religion to them. You know, like the COVID vaccine was religion to them. The masks, you know, the people driving the cars with no one in it but them and they're wearing a mask anyway. They're crazy. They're religious is what they are. Wouldn't call them specifically crazy, but they get so beholden to this stuff. Like the mask is a liberal MAGA hat. They walk around with a mask on as a way of telling the world they're liberal. That's essentially what it is. They don't need to be wearing it. Okay, studies told them. Fauci told them they didn't need to be wearing a mask. And then he untold them, and then he told them again, and then he untold them. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. Masks are protective. And we, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course. And, uh, you do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. That if, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. I mean, it's not science. It's political science. No masks, some masks. I can't believe it's not masks. Two masks, masks for kids, no masks for kids, masks if you've been vaccinated, no masks if you've been vaccinated. I mean, it's bananas. Guy was all over the place. Okay, it was ridiculous. But the point is people, regardless of what position he took, people on the left continued to embrace it. On the campaign trail, they told you the vaccine was bunk and they wouldn't take it. Let's just say there's a vaccine. 
that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. <laughs> if and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. Whoa. So what is Biden saying there? Who in their right mind would take this shot? And then what did they do? They turned around and they forced you. They forced you to take the shot. This is politics as usual. It's not. It's beyond politics as usual. But the point is we went from this thing is bunk. Who the hell is going to take it to you better take it. And anybody not taking it is a monster. They should be shamed out of polite society. These are evil people. I'm telling you, let them die. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. I know that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. I mean, come on, man. Now listen, little boy. What a loser. But the point is, okay, this stuff becomes religion to them. If you defy them, you should die. You don't take that vaccine that we guaranteed you would not allow people to get COVID. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. That's Rochelle Walensky. That was the CDC director. Flat out saying you can't get COVID if you're vaccinated. Rachel Maddow stampeded you with this one. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. Now, some of you might say, hey, Jimbo, why the hell are you playing all this vaccine stuff? Why are you making this point about them being so wrong about the vaccine? Because there's a real parallel here between the vaccine and climate change. And that the Democrats would have you believe anybody who doesn't do what they want is a murderer. But do the Democrats have any data on any of this climate change stuff? Did they have any data on any of the vaccine stuff? No. Climate change is just another form of liberal ideology, liberal religion. It is a religion that pays them really, really well. Money, 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 money. And like COVID, it not only makes the money, but they can weaponize it for more control over your life. Remember how COVID meant you couldn't go to school, you couldn't go to church, you couldn't go out to eat, couldn't get on a cruise ship, couldn't get on a plane. It's a Dr. Seuss book. On a plane, on a train, on a boat with a goat, you ain't going. Okay, but understand, just the way COVID allowed them to exercise control over your life 
and shoehorn all kinds of spending into their agenda under the guise that they were fighting COVID, the same thing happens with climate change. They don't have any data that tells you the world's going to end. The only data we have on climate change is that people are getting really rich pushing it. That's the data, is bank records, okay? Al Gore, okay, who is the patron saint of climate change out of the gate, the guy who made his money telling everybody else to reduce their carbon footprint and cut emissions, Al Gore's home in Tennessee has an electric bill that makes the Las Vegas Strip look Amish. Okay, he is not practicing any of the initiatives he's pushing on you. John Kerry's flying around the world in a private jet telling people the world's going to end. And then the only way to keep the world afloat is... Please give us money. That's what they do. But the point is, this is a form of religion for a lot of people on the left. This is their chance to be a Marvel superhero. They're saving the world. Hey, we're saving the world over here. Climate change. Then they exercise control over your life. Can't have a gas stove. Can't have a gas car. We've got to spend more money on climate change. That's what we were told. The Inflation Reduction Act. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act. It will actually increase inflation in the next five years. That is financial lunacy. Not only is it lunacy, okay, because it doesn't cut inflation, but it spends all of its money on the climate. What a fraud. They use other causes to shoehorn their climate ideology in there. And that's what Biden's doing right now. So California's a mess. More people are leaving California than any other state in the country. Can't get a U-Haul. One-way U-Haul out of California, good luck. You don't wind up turning tricks in the back of the van before they'll even talk to you. I love it when you talk dirty. Whatever. Okay, everyone's fleeing California. It is a mess. Crime is up. Homelessness is up. Drug use is up. It's out of control. Okay, criminals aren't going to jail anymore because of all of these woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to Totally. But what does Biden go out there and do? He tells them we're going to go spend some climate money. Hey, I know it's a mess. While I'm out here fundraising, I'm going to spend a little more money on the climate. That's what's going on. Okay, so yesterday, Gavin Newsom has to bring Joe Biden onto the stage, a guy he may ultimately wind up replacing on the ticket. And Biden tells a crowd in East Palo Alto that his administration is going to conserve all of U.S. lands and waters by the year 2020. (laughs) Here it is. Clip 12. And maybe most important, I've committed that by 2020, we will have conserved 30 percent of all the lands and waters the United States has jurisdiction over and simultaneously reduce emissions to blunt climate impact. (laughs) Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. By the year 2020. (laughs) The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. I don't know. Now, in 2020, is that before or after we get finished building a railroad across the Indian Ocean? (laughs) I don't even know. This is clip 38. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in, in, in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. They have plans to build a railroad across the Indian Ocean. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. You know, 8,000 miles <laughs> across the ocean. I don't know if this is before or after we save the queen, but dear gosh, I do hope somebody saves her. This is clip 35. Now, as you, some of you know, I'd usually come down and say hi to all of you. They tell me 
There's a storm coming in. Is that right? Is, still, is that still the deal? That's the truth. Now, don't make a lie. As that, as that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a dog-faced lion pony soldier. All right. God save the queen, man. <laughs> Biden's lost his marbles. God save the queen. <laughs> Yo. I know he said that. They said he said it in 2017. That doesn't make it better. That just tells me he's been out of it since 2017. That doesn't absolve this. Well, you don't understand. He said God saved the queen in the wrong context before. This isn't the first time he's been speaking to an American audience where the queen wasn't a topic of conversation, and he closed on God save the queen. All you're telling me is he went crazier sooner than we thought. That's the point. It's not a defense. It's like when we had that photo where he was shaking hands with an invisible person, and they're like, hey, he wasn't shaking hands. He was pointing. Oh, well, in that case, we'll disregard that the person was invisible. And we'll give him a free pass on this one. You gotta do better than that. It's not a real defense. But the point is Biden's out in California doing whatever the hell they tell him to do. Okay, that's the whole point of the Biden presidency. He is not the president. Okay, he is an elderly relative with dietary restrictions. He doesn't call the shots. They tell him what he's going to do. Go out to the restaurant with an elderly relative and he says, I'll have the lasagna. And then before the waiter can walk away, one of the younger relatives grabs the waiter and goes, hey, he can't have the lasagna. Bring him the chicken. He won't know the difference. And that's what they do to Biden. Okay, Biden had been, you know, kind of a moderate most of his life, if anything. Leaned a little bit to the right back in 1994 when he wrote the Joe Biden crime bill. Uh, Wasn't exactly a champion of gay marriage. If you remember him as a vice presidential candidate, that was not going to be a hallmark of the Obama administration. If you're keeping score at home, Uh, this was clip 34. Do you support gay marriage? No, Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a from a civil side what constitutes marriage we do not support that that is basically a decision to be able to be left to the face and people who practice their face determination what you call it Mm. so they didn't support it and then the political winds blew and they were like no no we'll support it and that's fine i'm not listen i'm not going to bag on a politician for being unprincipled because these guys go through a lot of positions over the years. Like the girls on Pornhub don't go through as many positions as the guys in Washington, D.C. What the hell did you just say? But the point is, okay, climate change is their religion. They push it no matter what the story happens to be. Okay, and that's what he was out in California doing yesterday. we got to spend some more money on climate change. That's what we got to do. This is totally false. But you can't get in the way because they trample you like they did when it came to the vaccine. They didn't have any data. They didn't have any facts. The only thing they had, okay, was rage, was self-righteousness, was the, which was the moral superiority that comes from people like Rachel Maddow telling them that you're the problem if you don't do what the Democrats want you to. That's how you wind up on a plane to California to spend $600 million on the weather. You know, if you're worried about, I don't know, cleaning up the air quality in California, maybe get people to stop shooting up drugs in public places. Maybe get people to start going to the bathroom indoors. That might help a little bit, too. Okay. I think he's got a point. But that's not what this is about. It's not about improving anything. It's about worshiping at the altar of environmental virtue signaling and then passing around the collection plate to every gullible Democrat that supports this crap. Pay up, suckers. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Big Tuesday episode of the show. Brian Brenberg is coming by. We're going to have a little State of the Union about the country right now. Hunter Biden reaching a plea deal. Uh, judge setting a trial date for Donald Trump's classified information indictment. 37 counts. Supposedly, the case will begin uh, in August, but we're being told that Trump's defense is going to file a motion to postpone it. Uh, this, of course, would be corresponding with the very start of the primary season. The first presidential primary debate is right here on the Fox News Channel uh, in August, August the 23rd. So if Trump is in court, I don't know how one would affect the other, uh, but it sounds like they're going to get a motion for some type of an adjournment. We don't know how that's going to go. What we do know in the meantime is, uh, you know, country's a little bit of a mess. One of the hooks of what we do here is we're trying not to get you so mad about it because everybody in this country is on the verge of snapping. Do you remember the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas where he just he can't take it in, you know? <laughs> do you remember Network? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I don't want to turn you into Howard Beale. You understand? I just want to get you from where you're going to where you got to be, get you through your work day or your prison bid. Chances are, if you're listening to this show day in and day out, you're cooking meth in a Winnebago. But the point is, I want you to be in a good mood while you cook it. So we'll continue our mission to be force multipliers of positive energy when we come back. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, it is. They're playing Nirvana. We're fired up. We're packing the foil. Remember Slapshot? We're playing old-style hockey. The Hanson Brothers. We have one of the TV Hanson Brothers is here. He is the co-host of The Big Money Show on the Fox Business Network. Brian Brenberg in the house. Hey, man. I, I think are the Hanson Brothers from Minnesota. Something had to be set in Minnesota. And they wound up playing movie. for the Charleston Chiefs. Yeah. They brought their toys. Slapshot's an all-time great movie, and especially if the, at the age you watched it, because I watched it as like a seven-year-old, and there's so much profanity. Uh-huh, right. Do you remember how good when you were a little kid profanity is when you get your hands on it from time to time? <laughs> Does anybody know I'm listening to this? I, oh, was a, this is great. I laugh with it. When I watched Slapshot as like a seven-year-old and all the innuendos, and the, not even innuendos. I mean, they're pretty straightforward stuff. Uh, you'd have to think hard it, on this one. <laughs> it's old-style hockey in every <laughs> sense of the word. And I laugh within like an inch of my life. It was a big deal. It's like, this is so powerful these words like they resonate with me <laughs> it speaks to my soul yeah that's how i was watching eddie murphy you know what else was like that it's funny i had a kid uh growing up in my elementary school the great eddie flecker was a legend and eddie flecker uh he he was prone to cursing at teachers in like third grade fourth you couldn't do this it's like i went to school and everywhere a teacher could hit you right you know what i mean yeah. so it wasn't a good idea for eddie to do it but the fact that like a fourth or a fifth grade kid was like you know a uh, you know, verbally assaulting a teacher made him like a prophet. Like oh, people yeah. came from around the world to witness this man <laughs> to touch the hem Sit of his, at his garment. Feet. Yeah, <laughs> teach <laughs> me how you do this. What are your secrets, Eddie Flecker? To touch the hem of his Ghostbusters two T-shirt. <laughs> you know, they had to know. And uh, Eddie, bit of a prodigy, he was ahead of his time in that regard. <laughs> And we were like, wow, this guy's amazing. I mean, he would have been a viral sensation if TikTok was around then. Well, especially with the name Eddie Flecker, too. Yeah. I mean, that's like right out of Central It's very cinematic. Eddie Flecker. Very cinematic. He's, he's out there somewhere listening. Sorry. Uh, somewhere. I don't you know, know. The people always have, it's funny, a comic had this idea. You know how they always do, like, the where are they now? Yeah. Well, uh, when I was first starting out, we were all playing, like, really like an opium den in Times Square, the, the Ha Comedy Club. <laughs> Delightful place. But it was one of those, you know. 
that, you know, the Board of Health gave it a D, but they drew a line through the middle to make it a B type places. <laughs> genius. And we loved it. The owner was a good time, and we always had a great time. But somebody had opined one day they should actually do a showbiz documentary called Where Are They Still? Right. Not now. About the people who just, you know, they started out at this one level and haven't made any progress. Because they're usually the most entertaining people it's out there. It's the same car. It's just got a little more rust on it Can now. I tell you one of my favorite Times Square showbiz experiences really quick? I know we have some adulting to do. I, I promise the audience. Um, we had a comic when I first started out that did 12 years federal for bank robbery, for armed bank robbery. Whoa. Okay, but understand, at the time he went away, he was a really polished, great comic. And he had really good, the time he went away, Michael Jackson was getting into trouble with the law. So he had all of this Michael Jackson material. And he got out of jail on, like, the day or the week Michael Jackson went on trial a second time. And there was this guy none of us had ever heard of that had the most advanced Michael Jackson set list (laughs) I'd ever seen, like, closed on a moonwalk. And it was amazing. And it's just because he had, like, gone to jail in his prime. It's like, you know, when the natural Roy Hobbs gets shot and kind of falls off for a little bit and no one knew how good of a hitter he was. Jail is just the place where you go to get really good at the thing (laughs) you don't have time for everywhere else. Yeah. Well, I got to be honest. Jail is a a classier crowd than most of the clubs you start out in. (laughs) I got to be honest with you. The Rikers Island sounds like a a fabulous step in the right direction. Well, they give you very frank and direct feedback there. So, you know, (laughs) there's no. Did you like that? Did that work for you? (laughs) The thing about jail. Uh, Good night, everybody. I'll be here for eight to ten weeks. (laughs) Be sure to tip your warden, you know. Not really a wait staff per se. Uh, Brenberg, when last my audience saw you, you were stealing a show on Fox News Saturday night. You made a cameo in a package in which we discussed drinking and weekend remedy tips. Did you get any drinks in Pennsylvania this weekend? Is uh, all they want to know? You know what I got in? Uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. Ooh. Yeah, not Fancy. bad. I think it might have been left over from the last time I was at this place and, <laughs> and nobody else drank it in between. But, yeah, it was nice. We were out there for like – 12 hours because we had to get back in town because all my kids ended up playing in like championship baseball well, games. Get out of here. None of which they won. Oh, the sadly. Hell. I hope you're still going to make I, You know, as a, what, not a stage dad, a sports dad, you know, we had to be mm-hmm. there to yell at him on the field. <laughs> you know, the old adage nowadays in baseball, it's not whether you lose, win or lose, it's how many nuns you have at the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's how many cross dressing nuns you have at the game. I mean, you know, the old adage in sports nowadays. Man, oh boy, oh man. Uh, throw this one at me. You were busy hosting a business show all day we covered joe biden in california yesterday promising to recapture and preserve lands by the year 2020 now i gotta be honest i think that's a little (laughs) ambitious of him but that was the soundbite eric can we play this one more time i don't know if he's getting out ahead of his please come on i haven't heard anything listen up oh this is biden he's is clip 12 and maybe most important i've committed that that by 2020 we will have conserved 30% of all the lands and waters the United States has jurisdiction over and simultaneously reduce emissions to blunt climate impact. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. 2020. Well, you know that God save the queen comment now makes sense. <laughs> well, He's got true. time. He He's can do it. in 2018. No, we, 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 we solved the problem. He's in a diff- he's on a different plane than us. Can you imagine how much fun he's having? For all the hard time we give him, he works two hours a day, and he thinks <laughs> the crown is live. <laughs>
Yeah. He thinks he's watching live TV. That's right. He's like, honey, get in here. Prince Charles just married this girl named Diana. You got to see. She's walking down the aisle right now. You're going to miss it. Life is unendingly interesting for Joe Biden. And the joke's on us. (laughs) The joke is totally on us. He's starring in Being There. It's like a remake of Being There. And it takes place in the Oval Office. It's crazy. It's It's phenomenal. Well, you know, essentially he's out in California. He's like, yeah, we'll spend some more climate money. This is my thing. Me and you come back to this a lot. Okay, climate in a lot of ways has parallels with covid in that they use it to shoehorn a lot of government control into your lives. Covid was you can't go out because of covid. Let the government tell you where you can go. Climate's like, you know, you can't cook with this stove. You can't drive this car. I don't know if we're going to get to a breaking point with the climate that we did with COVID, but I want to believe we are. Do you think there's ever going to come some pushback? Because right now, the American people are very much the Washington generals in this matchup. That's right. And they've been the Harlem Globetrotters in Washington (laughs) and not the Washington generals. Are we going to hit them with the bucket of confetti on this at some point and drive gas cars again? Look, the thing about climate is it's the WD-40 of policy issues. Uh You use it on everything. It's so good. They're never going to stop. You don't stop using WD-40. Ever. If you got a squeak, throw no. climate at it, right? <laughs> Anybody squeaking, you throw climate at it. Yep. Um, yeah, that's what he's doing. What's fascinating about this California trip is he's, he's really not even hiding it at this point. He's going out there and saying, guys, I got you like $1.2 trillion of spending. Yeah. So could you just give me a little percentage of that back for yeah. Newsom's election campaign? <laughs> Like, it's Biden's bundling for Newsom now. He's like, I, I, I got you all the money. Newsom's going to need this in 2024. Oh, man. We can, all, you, can you send it my way? Nobody, I'll get it to him. Everybody is, you know, everybody, everybody sees this happening in slow motion. Like, Newsom continues to insist he's not running, but he's doing a lot of running type stuff. You know what I mean? No, no, I'm not uh, I'm not competing in the Tour de France. I just bought a bicycle, some spandex, and an aerodynamically sound helmet, and I'm blood doping through a centrifuge. But I have no interest in competing in the Tour de France. We noticed, uh, Governor, that you named your new boat Air Force One. Is there any reason <laughs> why you did? I don't know. It just seems a little too coincidental to me. <laughs> you, why do you keep referring to your wife as the first? First lady. Uh, that's interesting. But yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's, we're all watching it happen in slow motion. And you know what? It ha- Vanity Fair did this yesterday, too. They just dumped this article about Gretchen Whitmer that is like the puffiest of puff pieces. It's the, it is the stayed puffed marshmallow man of puff pieces. Uh, we actually need Ghostbusters to extinguish this type of threat. Uh, would be the only way to defuse it. But it's like we all see it happening. Now, we don't have any intel. I'm a responsible broadcaster. Me and Brenberg are just straight speculating straight here. Straight speculation. We are, but it's just horse sense. I genuinely now don't believe. I would say if I was giving you Vegas odds, I would say like 55-45 that he's not the nominee. Yeah. What, do you bet that? Do you bet the – I don't, I don't know it's how not like it happens. I can't yeah. tell you I know how – some people have their theories on how it's going to happen. Or uh-huh. They even want to weave in like the Hunter Biden stuff yeah, with, yeah. you know um, – but I'm I'm with you. I, I do think this is Newsom because, you know, you see the story of like, is Newsom running a shadow campaign? Yeah. Well, there would have to be a campaign for him to shadow <laughs> in order to run a shadow campaign. Like, there is nothing to shadow. You can't run a groundhog campaign, uh, a shadow campaign against a groundhog. That's no, what I was trying to say. That's and right. The guy only comes out once a year. <laughs> You know, that's the problem. You don't shadow Joe Biden. You no. could join him in the basement. So I, I do think this this somehow sets up for Newsom. And actually, it's perfect for progressives because the, the fact is, if you look at America right now and what's happening at the federal level in policy, 
it it's just California. Yeah. We're just doing California. So true. At the national level. So the I think the whole plan is well let's just make that official at some point and nobody's even going to notice because we've already been doing it oh it's so true i mean if the smart money the smart thing to get into right now is u-hauls in canada (laughs) (laughs) u-hauls in canada u-hauls in mexico people are gonna because if they california this place people are gonna leave it's sad to watch it happen but that's where i think the best thing that could happen is like a Newsom nomination because Newsom, I think, is going to run on policy. He'll yeah. certainly do the Democratic thing, which is character assassinations and everybody's a white supremacist. But I think the c- condition of his state would force a referendum on those policies. So I think yeah. it's almost a, a devil in disguise for the Democrats. They think it's good because he's younger and, you know, he's savvy and everything in between. But I think if this turns into an idea battle, the left has a big problem. The problem is he's with it enough to realize he's being attacked on yeah. ideas. And uh-huh. I think, like, if you're kind of with it, you almost can't help but respond. You yeah. actually sort of have to debate because you're cognizant of the fact that somebody's challenged yeah. what you're doing. Biden's like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, 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 I don't have to engage that because it's not even, like, penetrating hey, my it's, thoughts. It's like, what do you want from me? I said I'd get it done by 2020. <laughs> Leave me alone. You're like, well, Joe, it's 2023. <laughs> I always bring up the Lloyd Bridges character in Hot Shots. He plays the general. How are you, Chuck? <laughs> Hawaii. Shoot, I'm supposed to be in Oklahoma. And that is, that's what we're watching. We have Lloyd Bridges in Hot Shots. He's the president of the United States. That's why Bremberg and I laugh on this show. It's a coping mechanism. That's You're right. allowed. It's going to be okay, is what I try to tell you. But I definitely think there's something like that going on. That's all I would say. I think there's something like that going on. I wouldn't surprise me. And I, look, I, I would relish... A, you know, I don't know how it's going to happen, but let's say you get like a DeSantis Newsom mm-hmm. debate, like mm-hmm. like like real sort of almost Lincoln Douglas, like we're going to yeah. do a few of these and it's we're going to dig in. Ah, be so good. That for would us. be good. It would actually help the country. I mean, I I try. I I really mean this. I'm still new enough to this that I'm trying to have a positive impact with what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like on the air, on the radio, I don't doubt I could be three contracts away from being a fat pill popping lunatic that's just selling a one note take on every issue in society. But I genuinely care when I'm on my fourth wife, but they're all named Jenny. The image, you got to stop on the image, man. I just ate lunch. (laughs) Well, I'm already there with the physique. I just don't have the intake. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a You got to take up karate though. You need to start taking up karate. I got to get something going, some type of weird kickboxing. I need to get into some type of collecting. Yeah. All the all the guys, the broadcasters who go nuts, they wind up collecting something. I'm not talking about you like you collect baseball cards. No, I collect no, I the baseball cards. I got that cards. shot. That was a shot across the No, bow. but I'm talking like – no, it wasn't. I'm talking like weird. Like I start buying like vintage used Elvis jumpsuits, like something that's That's unique. what I'm saying. I could – that could work but maybe. If, but if you. I'm making Elvis jumpsuit money, I really would be a liability as a broadcaster. I'm telling everybody that right now. I'm, ca- I'm capable of not caring, I'd like to think. Right now I think I care too much. But the truth is, as someone who cares – I would love it so much if we got back to an idea battle because where an idea battle would really benefit us getting past solving the substantive problems is I think it would solve behavioral problems mm. where we could get back to this is all we need right now is to remember the phrase, we'll agree to disagree. Mm. If we just have that, if we just have that permission slip, I think people could coexist again. It's so much less emotional. Yeah, you know, we're just that's what I mean. So- we're like teenage arrested development, emotional and everything. Our Congress is like that. That's what I mean. And what if you just said, you know, I disagree. Like if you can disagree Mm -hmm. mentally, it it is so much healthier than if you just 
like whatever disagreeing emotionally is, which is basically I'm going to throw a punch or you're, spit you're on you. You're a white supremacist right. murderer. Right. Hey, I think we should spend $8 trillion on climate. I don't know. Do you have any data? <laughs> no, and I'm not going to share it if I do because you're a murderer right. white supremacist. You're like, whoa. <laughs> That escalated quickly. That's how it always works. America needs to have a conversation. I, I, well, I disagree with your point. Well, your wife's a hoe. Right. And you're like, well, maybe so, but that has nothing to do with the issue of climate change. Okay, and I've talked to Jenny about that. She's got, she's got a problem. What do you want from me? She's trying. Oh, no. Nah, Jenny's a good egg, and you know that. Uh, know. But this is the issue, okay? And Brian Brenberg is in studio. We're having a long talk about the potential for the 2024 election to become substantive. What's going on right now doesn't give me a lot of hope. No. <laughs> We've got – so, like, the, the weird – like, the Hunter plea deal, it's his own thing. You know, that's going to rile up more Republicans. We've got this Trump trial coming down the, po- the pike. I don't think it's going to happen in August. I think he's going to delay it. So I think that's going to loom over the election. I don't I don't know that we're going to run on a clean track. You know how they say in horse racing, you got to be a mutter. you got to run on a sloppy track. I think whoever's about to win this thing is going to run on a very sloppy track. It's either sloppy or it is the smoothest road you've ever seen, but your brakes are out. You know, <laughs> you know you're pressing the brakes. There's just nothing there. And, like, you know that horizon has a cliff right <laughs> in front of, of it. Swerving and turning. You know, you're just like, where do I? I can't, you know, I can't get it off the road. I got no brakes. The 2024 election is Mario Kart. We just, <laughs> just Someone's going to Mario Kart their way to the White House. I think Lincoln's going to be president. My son. We're going to have a second President Lincoln by the time it's all said and done. Doesn't he have to be 35? Oh, there goes the Link man. Uh, but here's the, the, that's my issue. Is I, I'm not looking at this right now. It does not give me hope as someone who wants an idea battle. The only thing that does are the, are the Biden clips. I mean that. I, I, I would bet in talking to you, I've upped my assessment. 60% he's not the nominee. That's where I'm at as we close today. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I'm with you. I will say there's a few folks in this whole deal, though, who are – bringing up some pretty interesting ideas mm-hmm. like they're leavening this yeah. thing a little bit and mm-hmm. and that's where i may be hopeful that okay. that their voices will change the dynamic i'd love that i mean listen for whatever people think of rfk the fact that he's just having conversations about stuff is helpful rfk is such an interesting x factor yeah. i don't know how much time we have left but he is i mean people are drawn to to what he's pushing right now yeah and there's a story and the, and the guy's at twenty percent, and half the country won't even acknowledge his existence. No, but it is he. I, he, I think he's a real interesting story in all this. Yeah, no, he he knows stuff, and I think he's an outlier that could force the conversation in a direction that might actually force the Democrats' hand on Biden. Is yeah. what I think. I just think I think in relation to Biden, there's something about his profile, and he's yeah. sort of pivoted, and mm-hmm. people are like he. I'm, I'm in. I'm but interested. They're doing well. Uh, the one thing he was accused, though, of kind of saying that there's chemicals in the water that might make kids more transgender than less. Yeah. Uh, someone needs to correct him and tell him it's actually Bud Light. That's <laughs> according to Twitter. If he wants to win Twitter, he's got to get this right, RFK. Come on, man. You're doing it all wrong. He's so close. Uh, he's, he's in the hunt, though. Yeah, if this is golf. He's close to the pin. That's right. Brian Brenberg's the host of The Big Money Show. It airs on Fox Business every day, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Watch it or you're dead to me. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Radio party might be ending, but the TV get together just beginning i will be on the ingram angle tonight at 10 40 eastern standard time with the great unstoppable 
Laura Ingram. That's going to be a banger. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm back on Waters World with Jesse Waters. We're getting the band back together. Uh, and, of course, we'll have some radio time long before that happens. Uh, but either way, this one's over. If you missed any of my TV hits, you can, of course, get them on the Fox Cross America website. If you missed any portion of today's show, Rob Schneider, Brian Brenberg, you can go to foxacrossamerica.com and get that as well. Either way, you slice it. This one's over. Pay up, get out. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.